I had to uh, go to my notes to remember what are we <laughs> talking about? What's what's happening with this show? Dust the old farts. <sighs> That's what's happening. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Currently, both what we're talking about and what I'm doing. The Scotch on the Rocks. Please, any Scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a blend gown. Any Glen. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shake and stuff. What is it? Uh, Asphalt Jungle and Night in the City. That is great. And... Well, we'll just roll 60. that. Well, all right. We won't mention the yeah. next couple of weeks. Make them wait. <laughs> all of this. Get your dollars out, you cheap shits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is genius film criticism. I was listening to some podcasts. So I was running a couple of errands today, and they were, were talking about uh, preparing for the, uh, I guess, the imminent possibility that their ad revenue would dry up, and that this that po- their <laughs> podcast is their their profession. And <laughs> as bad times, you, as you and I have talked about <laughs> now. I'm like listening to a show that I enjoy. Mm. I don't pay for it. I am one of the cheap shits. I don't, you know, but someone else does, right? They have commercials. So that's not oh, on yeah, me. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> I but, throw that stone in my glass house because I don't pay for any podcast, but you should pay for ours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a dollar. <laughs> like, <clears throat> your dollar is still us operating <laughs> at a loss. <laughs> but it's. Uh, it's, you know, I had to be have a shoe on the other foot there because uh, as soon as I go into, like, yeah, we're going to have to figure out, like, alternate plans or Patreon or something, <laughs> uh, like, immediately, this this thing that I've enjoyed for years for free that passes the time at work for me, amuses me, I look forward to it, I turn on them like that. I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I finally have to God. get out there and get a job. Oh, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so, so terrible for you. <laughs> I relate to that so much because I, I probably watch more Twitch than you do. And any time they start in on Twitch, yes. Yeah, I say any amount of Twitch is probably more. But once they start in on the, well, times are tough. We're going to need, you know, if you can, please donate. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> X out. I'm not listening to this. You play video games for my amusement. And, like, uh-huh. I'm not paying you for that privilege. I tell you what, my dad, who didn't say much to me, I mean, <laughs> I, I could do a 20 minute, 20 minute podcast and I would cover everything, the entirety of our conversations. Um, Your entire lives. <laughs> I remember playing uh, yeah, NBA Jam or NBA Live, something like that. You know, whatever the, the, the old basketball game, the successful one was, you know, back in the eight and 16 bit era. And, uh, I remember him telling me, I, I thought kind of, he was kind of, not out of line, but he was like, Yo, why don't you go out and play real basketball? And I'm thinking, well, I don't have nine other friends over at the house right now. So it's like, you know, we can't, I can go out and shoot by myself, which just feels like work. Michael Jordan said he's busy, dad. So <laughs> yeah, <I> exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have a uh, Carl Malone's number handy to come over and run the old pick and roll with me. But you know, that's not, that, that's not the, the point of uh, the story I'm trying to tell as it relates to Twitch. But I remember him, where I was just like, yeah, hey, you know, this is just more fun than just going out and shooting free throws by myself in the cold. Um, I'm not capable of dunking, Father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he was like, well, I mean, you could actually make money 
you know, playing real basketball, and I'm thinking, well, that's that's lightning in a bottle, maybe. Like, we'll see how this jeans work out. Let's see if I, you know, you're six foot one. Turns out I'm, I'm six foot one. I didn't surpass you. I didn't become six eight. But I, I remember him walking out of the room saying, like, you'll never make any money doing that. People aren't going to pay, pay you to play video games. And even as a kid, I was like, well, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, that, that'll never mm-hmm. happen. That'll look at us. <laughs> look where we are. Man. And now There's I'm him. Rich. Now I'm disgusted by it. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, like I get that there's a market for it, but you're talking like millions of dollars. Like they 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 pour ton. Like you have stadiums full of people for some of these. Like uh, you know, like our buddy Corky who plays League of Legends and uh, stuff like that. Like I don't get it. Uh, that's just me I, being an old man, I guess. But. Yeah, we're we're way off from the asphalt jungle, not in the city. Because this has <laughs> nothing to do with anything you're gonna see in these two uh, film noirs. But I also think. Yeah, you know, we don't usually dive into classic cinema. This uh, this is a seventy year anniversary episode, so I highly doubt anyone really cares. We're, we're speaking to Superfan Hiro, who's wondering why we're not talking about the Blues Brothers or something of that nature. Um, but in this pandemic time period, we'll just stay on that topic. I did stumble across uh, my YouTube TV uh, to see if. I don't know. They're re-airing The Last Dance for like the 500th time in the last <laughs> few weeks. And they had some sort of Madden challenge thing was their sports yeah. content. So I actually tried it. I'm like, well, okay, there's no there's no sports to compete against. So what is this? That doesn't, doesn't make for good TV viewing. I don't know if that's the way ESPN chopped it up. I'd almost prefer you just watch them play the game until you see the score <laughs> when it's like 700 to 70 or something. You're like, well, I can see why this doesn't make for the greatest entertainment. It just, just didn't work. There's just some things that don't, don't translate. So I don't know. What, what do you get out of Twitch? Like when, like what type of games are interesting to watch? Like just visually watching other people play them. I, I don't even really watch for the games, to be honest. I watch m- mainly for the personalities. Like, so is it like a podcast where they just are just, rambling and talking rambling over the game. and riffing and they a lot of times they they you know obviously duo or quadruple up got a lot of contrasting uh uh personalities and you know some of them it, speaking off the cuff like that like constantly and and riffing off of each other there's there's some some skill to it as far as being able to keep people coming back and you know fresh with the comedy we but, have yeah, not as far as like yeah crack that equation <laughs> as far as keeping <laughs> people coming back or just you know testing it out at all sorry hi well, <laughs> a lot of people don't care for the guy but <laughs> he's really really popular dr disrespect kills me because it's I've essentially only heard of this guy didn't someone is it swatting is that what the kids say where they like called the cops on him or something like i feel like i don't know if he got swatted but somebody shot in his house like <laughs> insane to me <laughs> people are absolutely insane uh but he essentially plays an 80s uh, uh wwe <laughs> character completely over the top screaming and yelling <laughs> he wears a mullet all the time he's got a big mustache it's 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 pissed it's, off the wrong theater. nerd then someone <laughs> sends, sends someone over with a gun uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, the only, I, I've looked at some of those YouTube, usually it's like whenever the rare time I am playing a video game where I'm stuck on something or I just want information mm-hmm. quick. So just, and, Give me uh, two minutes. Yeah. any of those videos that are 10 minutes trying to, I guess, get as many commercials from YouTube on where they just like go on and on. Like they're just trying to get that, get that watch time up. Uh, mm-hmm. it, 
I guess I understand how someone could get swatted. <laughs> knew where this person lived. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's our criminal enterprise. Uh, I guess we're going to talk about the asphalt jungle and night in the city when and it's in. We finally get to the movie <laughs> when men were men and we're not swatting each other because they didn't like how someone played, uh, you know, Luigi's Mansion or whatever <laughs> served to get shot at. Hello. Oh, hi, Carl. Yeah. Right. Everything's here. The soft spot's an old steam tunnel. Manhole's on the corner. You drop into the manhole at 11.45. Dix will cover you. You break through the wall. It'll take about six minutes to get into Bellatier's from the furnace room. Watch out for floor wires. Make your way up the back stairs and jump the alarm system. That'll take another three minutes. At exactly 11.54, Dix and I will come to the back door. You open it for us. I'll be waiting for you. Good. Any questions? Everything sounds okay. Same here. Well, guess I better be getting home. How's the boy? Oh, he's okay. Ran a temperature yesterday. Pretty high, too. We called the doctor, but temperatures don't mean so much with kids. He's back to normal today. See you tomorrow night, 11.30. Good night. Have you got a minute, Dix? Sure, what's on your mind? My friend, what do you know about this fellow, Emmerich? You mean the big fixer? I've heard his name, that's all. I can talk to you, I think. Sure. Mr. Emmerich is taking the jewelry off our hands. You sure are surprising me, Doc. I don't exactly trust Mr. Emmerich. Just a feeling. I may be wrong, but it's up to us to collect, you and me. Everything may go smooth, but if it don't... If he's got it, we'll collect. Good. We'll meet Mr. Emmerich after the caper, deliver the jewelry, and get our money. The payment is to be immediate and in cash. After that, we pay off and scatter. Uh, I, I had not seen either one of these, and looking them up... Uh, they're both critically high, highly regarded, uh, but I guess for the purposes of our theme, um, which we may get rid of, Jared, I'm getting really lazy. I'm getting into that. Like, do we need two movies? Is it necessary? We just did 10 minutes on video games. Like what? We can do a half an hour on one movie. Probably. I think we're fine. Yeah. Like I, I talked to Dave about it cause he had, uh, he sent mm -hmm. a text saying he liked the longest yard episode. And I was like, hey, what, uh, Dave, uh, a podcast directed by, that's another one of my podcasts, uh, don't give them money, because I think that goes to Dave's account, but if you want to listen to it, that's fine. Um, <laughs> hey, I said, hey, you know, what if we just did one movie? You think me and Jared could just, you know, is that enough material for like a 40-minute show? He's like, well, he basically did that with the longest yard. I think we did like <laughs> three minutes on ugly bowlers and their uglier wives, but that was about it. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll, because uh, this is a... Uh, try yeah, it. Yeah, try it out. Anyway, point is, I'd heard of the Asphalt Jungle, one of those things I'm like, I should always get around to watching, because I think, as you alluded to last time we recorded, these type of movies, you know, this fits in my wheelhouse, uh, if not for oh, lifestyle, yeah. as far as the type of movies I like to watch. And uh, <laughs> Night in the City, I just saw it was another film noir, uh, but I did, I've got the Wikipedia page pulled up. Apparently, critically, it was uh, not well-liked for like the first decade of its existence, so I guess it was a... Forgotten film at the time of its release. You know, we can we can make this work. 
for as long as we're going to keep this double feature <laughs> nonsense going, which is like okay. maybe one more week. I don't know. <laughs> well, I say for a forgotten film, what? how many movies came out in, in that day? Like I, a dozen? I have it up. Um, <laughs> according to the numbers, we're cheating. Like So uh, especially when you're getting back into uh, this time period, like mm. for instance, uh, March, the numbers.com has one movie that came out. Um, April had two. May had two. Now June had four, uh, but these movies did not come out the same day. They came out uh, a week apart. So we're going, you know, the, it's kind of like our Crimson Tide, Die Hard with a Vengeance type thing. So yeah, it doesn't really fit when you're getting into these these old movies. I'm sure Hiro approves of that because he hates when we talk about anything prior to 1970, I, I believe, or maybe even <laughs> 1980. Um, but the Asphalt Jungle is one that I had heard of. We'll, we'll talk about it first before we get into Night in the City, although I think I had more fun with it because it's about a very cantankerous wrestler. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. Asphalt Jungle is about a very cantankerous Kentuckian. I didn't realize that as we were going into it. Were people just more mean in the 50s, like as a general rule? <laughs> I mean, I you know, I, I, I gave that little brief... Story of my dad uh, lecturing me about daring to enjoy my time playing NBA Jam, um, expecting me to go out and you know jump a hundred feet in the air and flip while I'm in flames. Like, why can't you do that <laughs> outside? And stop being such a pussy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I I was reminded of my father watching this because I guess our or I don't know if you'd call him the lead. This is kind of like a true ensemble, but the uh, you know yeah, the movie star role is the goon. It's it's yeah, the muscle man. That's the, the, yeah, what they call him the uh, the hooligan. The hooligan. I, I I like that. I I didn't realize that applied to this type of character. That like like a good looking, strong, tall, strapping dude. I I think in modern parlance, I always think it, there was a movie with uh, Elijah Wood about soccer hooligans. That's mm. I vision. You know, four foot eleven Frodo as a hooligan, <laughs> like someone who's just kind of annoying. That's what I I think of now, like a little this prankster. Guy fit, this guy fit more like a goon. He's he's of the Mar from Sin City type. Yeah. Like you know, he walks in a room and you uh, immediately think he's going to put hands on someone. Uh, I don't know if he ever smiles in the movie. He does cry, which was yeah. Shocking. Shocking and maybe even more terrifying because it's like if he's weeping, is he about to <laughs> is he about to break out in violence because he's so ashamed of crying from another human that he would have to murder you if you like saw him weeping in front of you? Those were the terms in the fifties of a man crying in front of another man. You had to instantly fight him. <laughs> so this one uh came out June first and it's uh I would say it's you know, it is it fits the mold of even modern heist movies. You get some cool characters uh together and you're basically watching to see how wrong it can go. They lay out the plans and then you watch even as the, everything kinda goes uh, sideways. Even the recruiting aspect of it, <clears throat> which wasn't like elaborate or anything, but they still had like a good few minutes dedicated to like trying to uh, the logistics and who do I need for this and who do I need for that is like you can definitely tell where some more modern heist movies get all this from as far as the formula goes. And none of them are like, well, even I guess the 60s version of Ocean's Eleven, but definitely not the uh, 2001 where none of these guys are going to be mistaken for Brad Pitt, Clooney, or Damon. <laughs> uh, no. other, other than our, as you said, hooligan who has like the matinee idol looks, everyone else 
looks pretty normal or looks like a, a side character type as far as the driver, uh, the, the safe cracker. And then the one assembling them, uh, which is, you know, the brains of the operation. Well, I really liked in this movie, Jared, because he's, he maintains a maybe naive and positive outlook as far as the, you know, that they're going to get away with it. But it's mixed with this incredible distrust of the money men. Anyone who uh, says that they're going to give him money to pull something out, uh, <laughs> he is telling everyone else, like, uh, we need to keep our eyes on him. Like, I don't, tr- I don't trust anyone uh, who's giving me money for this operation. Well, you know, he's just a self-confident thief that believes in himself, but also knows the type of people that he's working with. <laughs> yeah, it's like if he had, uh, I don't know, if he had been steered a different way, if his, you know, if his father had come in <laughs> and said, <laughs> you need to stop playing GTA, <laughs> and he had you ignored him. need to steals for reals. <laughs> Maybe if he had stuck with GTA, he would have been a Twitch streamer, but instead, uh, <laughs> he, he finds guns being pulled on him, double crosses, all that sort. It's a, how long is this movie, Jerry? Did you make a note of that? Uh, it is 112 minutes, so right under two hours. So it's not long, but it does it does take its time. And I'm not saying that's code for boring. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that they don't, you know, it's not like they try to put a car chase or a gunfight early. Like even going back to the modern Ocean's Eleven, like when they're stealing some of the equipment they need, it's like they just work in. Uh, like a chase sequence that has nothing to do with the real heist just because they're some like sort they're, of montage or something. They're afraid yeah. audiences are going to be bored. So we need some action here. This one does, does not. It's usually uh, men coming in sort of grumbling at each other in these like, seedy <laughs> corners. Uh, and uh, even, even when guns are drawn, it's over with fast. These are not extensive oh, yeah. gunfights. It's like if someone pulls a gun and shoots at you uh, in close range, you're probably hit. And you don't die immediately. <laughs> it's a long, drawn-out, gut-shot process. And that happens, spoiler alert, there's a couple characters. Uh, it's it's incredibly dark. Um, while still being, I don't know, it, it, to me at least, it was like very entertaining. I, it felt it did not feel like, oh, this is an old movie and this is how they do things necessarily. I, I felt like it, you know, you could, you could remake this without changing any of the events of it. And I don't think people would feel like, oh, this feels too stagey or anything like that. No, I I always have to caution myself whenever we go back really, really far because I end up giving older movies bonus points just for being older and having that classic feel to them. So I try to keep a more objective uh, view on it. But having said that, I really enjoyed it. I think our group really kind of likes noir movies and that that, that genre anyway. So that's <laughs> you're getting into a, a subject that we, we enjoy. Strip down. Get, you you yeah. remove a lot of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Ocean's Eleven, especially. Like, there, there's not there's not any point that it's convoluted at all. It's like you go in, you get the guys for the heist, you pull the heist off, and then you see the aftermath. That's a, basically the entire movie. Not like, to introduce some racism here, although. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I'm just so uh, Sterling Hayden, who I only recognize mm. from I think Doctor Strangelove, as like the general who <laughs> who like wants to start like a, a a nuclear war because he's he has a speech about how he, he doesn't give any woman his sperm because it's like taking his essence from him. That's what I remember this guy from. <laughs> the hooligan is like, oh, he doesn't. There's no money Never. shots with him. He does <laughs> keeps all for himself. Jack D. Ripper. Yep. Can you? 
imagine this character, not the not the crazy one obsessed with his own semen, but <laughs> this one in the asphalt jungle, entertaining working with a gymnast who works in a Las Vegas like show <laughs> <laughs> to be a member of their you know their group uh, to do flips and contort himself and do a little compart. I just <laughs> I'm struggling imagining a scene where the hooligan walks in and eyeballs <laughs> this small Asian man doing cartwheels <laughs> across the wall. Oh, given it was the 50s, if you if you were seen wearing a leotard and doing a cartwheel, I imagine they just punch you again. That's part of the man rules of the 50s. After he weeps, uh, he After- talks, <laughs> talks about his old uh, Kentucky home. Um, so, um, I forgot where's the set. Wikipedia says probably Cincinnati. Says it's an unnamed city, but... You know- I- I don't recall if I'm actually honest. Uh, Cincinnati, yeah, Cincinnati. That's a uh, that's strange to me. I guess that you know I understand the Kentucky connection there as far as him just dri- being able to drive quickly back to the uh, the old family uh, farmland. Nothing about Cincinnati reminds me of the settings in this film, though. Being as people who <laughs> have been to Cincinnati plenty of times, yeah, I can't imagine from that time period uh, either. But it has that almost. It's almost like a DC comic thing, you know how Metropolis is like New York or whatever, or Gotham like is like the you know the the CD version of New York. Like it's like mm-hmm. they just take elements of like all the cities, like and it, it just mm-hmm. becomes this oppressive nightmare hellscape amalgam of like yeah. New York, Chicago, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, uh, I actually really like how the uh, the Nolan Batman series, uh, Gotham, at, at least for that trilogy. Uh, they filmed in different cities every time out. I think it was, I think they filmed in London, I believe for Batman begins, moved to Chicago for the dark Knight, And it was Pittsburgh mm-hmm. for rise. So it's like, you can never really get a firm grasp on what Gotham is because of that. The aesthetic though, they really like you could, <clears throat> it didn't really, it doesn't surprise me, uh, that it was different cities, but also they made it look similar, I guess. So like it didn't have the exact same look, but mm-hmm. it had a similar look to it. Just leave quietly, like the little gentleman you've always wanted to be. <laughs> so you think you've done me in, huh? <laughs> well, you're wrong. I have a little information for you, dear boy. The old man, Gregorius, he's standing by me. Yes, he wants Nicholas to fight the strangler. I made him want it. He wants it. You are a wonder. You did it. And now you can get rich. You've got Christo stopped. You've got the Strangler. And Gregorius is on your side. It's a wonderful situation. Because you've got it all. But you can't put the fight on. Because you don't have the money and there isn't a man in all London who'll let you have a shilling. You've got it all. But you're a dead man, Harry Fabian. A dead man. So let's transition to uh, Night in the City, which strangely... So this is uh, definitely London. It sort of announces itself. And, uh, you know, as I guess a dumb American, I'm like, oh boy, let's see what (laughs) 1950s Guy Ritchie movies were like. Let's see what sort of (laughs) Cockney slang we had. Um... But no, uh, it's American 
character. Yeah, it's, we're just using that that city, and uh, I guess our lead character is a dumb, <laughs> dumb American who just uh, <laughs> reeks of desperation and just sliminess, like every scene he's in. It's it's. <laughs> I swear to God, there's at least half a dozen instances of how's Harry going to make the two hundred quid. Like that's the entire movie. Like six different instances of why oh, I need two hundred quid again. Nobody's going to loan to you, Harry. He somehow finds it. Harry needs two hundred more quid for this <laughs> for this license or this hotel room. <laughs> Here's uh, yeah, I was I was saying how this is our forgotten film. Here's some of the um, uh, the New York Times review. Uh, God uh, called it like a series of maggoty episodes having to do <laughs> with the devious endeavors of a cheap London nightclub tout to corner the wrestling racket an ambition in which he fails and there's only one character in it for whom a decent respectable person can give a hoot jeez that's a bit harsh new york times like <laughs> looking at a crime movie and uh basically scolding you for uh for having the audacity like because I, I don't know jared i mean this character unlike in the asphalt jungle i wouldn't say he's likable so i don't know if i'm necessarily rooting for him to get away it's just like at a certain point his uh him clawing his way out of yet another problem he finds himself in becomes entertaining on its own, whether or not if I I care if he actually succeeds or not. Like, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, you know, I can make the distinction between a uh, malicious person crime and somebody that's just <laughs> a lazy fuck that doesn't want to work type of crime, <laughs> which is essentially what he is. Uh, well, yeah, you I'm say that, like... but it is also a lot of work not to work is what he displays mm -hmm. here. It's a lot of stress. You know, if you ply yourself to uh, God, <laughs> a trade, you might... <laughs> listen at you. <laughs> Apply yourself to that Twitch stream. <laughs> he was admittedly good at hustling. Uh, you know, I, that that I didn't really like root for anybody except the old wrestler. Hey, the yeah, man. I mean, the... <laughs> he loved his Greco-Roman wrestling, and Jeez, by God, if you man. challenged him, God, he. <laughs> He's going to put his gut on top of you. <laughs> it's more that 50s shit of you challenge me. We wrestle now. Uh, <laughs> I guess at least given the profession, that's one of those where it's like, if you step to me, we're going to wrestle. <laughs> the, the really, you know, I don't know. Like a lot of sports are extremely homoerotic uh <laughs> but when you get down to grappling and especially in the the, the uniforms of the time <laughs> it looks like some sort of weird bathing suit that a very large mm -hmm. well-endowed woman because these are well-endowed men up top not down low <laughs> up top heaving oh my god <laughs> Yeah, the heaving bosoms just on top of each other, and then I don't know having having an old bald hairy man putting his body on me like that with such such force that it causes him to have a heart attack and die. It's like that has to be hell. That has to. Yeah, I don't care what point you're trying to put across. If I have to get that sweaty and rub on you, I mean, we'll just agree to disagree. How far does your pride go, Jared, on just saying I'm wrong? <laughs> like, please stop that. You know what? We can, I overstepped. You know what? We can solve a lot of problems in this country if it was... You have a disagreement. Let's get greased up and wrestle. 
Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'll let him How know. many keyboard warriors or smart ass tweets would there be if someone shows up to your house instead of swatting? There's an old. <laughs> I don't know what nationality this guy is, but uh, you know, Greek. He, I think I, he uh, he shows up at your door with his son. And it's it's very much like that uh, that Seinfeld episode where uh, who was it? I think it was Michael Douglas's. That was it. Kirk Douglas that played a. I think he played like an old, not wrestler, but a guy that thought he was still in his prime. And it was basically like it's go time over every every <laughs> slight. It's go time. Can you, someone sends a, a nasty tweet to someone else, and you send this guy. I don't know. Maybe it's a better country. I, I, I guess it's a more polite country, but. <laughs> Oh, Do they make down. men like this anymore, though? Like this type of? Because I feel like that's that's a weird dynamic watching the 1950s version, which I guess it's like this slimy American hustler is like the Rodney King. He's the one that's doing all the shit talking, whereas the, the actual athletes here are the more reserved, like, what did you say about me? Like, they're not going to, like, make a big production or big show of it. So he has to, like, instigate the things. But... Even in boxing, I'm trying to think like, you know, it's not like it took much to to get Mike Tyson to go nuts on someone in front of a camera. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is this American hustler had a harder job because this old man uh, is not prone to ranting. He's very you know short on words. He's very dedicated to his craft. But as you said, he's not going to give a big speech that airs on ESPN. He's just going to immediately... <laughs> <laughs> put someone in bear hug, which becomes very <laughs> sexual very quickly. I suppose uh, I gave the guy a lot of credit about his hustling, but yeah, that's <laughs> it's like saying that you're able to light a fuse, <laughs> trying to incite wrestlers to wrestle. <laughs> you're not really that good at being a hustler. If you <laughs> there's one scene where I guess he's there, he's trying to stop it, and it's like no, 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 let's save it for the like, let's save it for when there's some money around, and then. Mm-hmm. And the wrestlers here are like, no, no, it's it's a point of pride. They're going to do it for free. And I guess that's like the ultimate sin for him here. But um, I don't know. I, I knew nothing about this going into it. I didn't know that there was going to be any sort of wrestling element. It felt kind of ridiculous at first, but it grew on me. Uh, admittedly, when it started out, I was like, what is this fucking guy doing? Like, fucking- how, did, how did you watch him? Because I watched Asphalt Jungle first. Yeah, and so that I set the bar Asphalt pretty high. And then, yeah, I'm like, you the first 10 minutes of this. I'm like, eh, I don't know about this one. It it got really old after a while. Like Asphalt Jungle, the most criticism I could give it is I felt like maybe it was paced a little poorly. You know, not giving too much away because I doubt too many people's watched it. But you know, what happens happens, and then there's a big portion of the movie that's like dealing with well, how they're going to end up. You know, like the heist happens. This isn't giving away too much, but like the heist happens about midway through the yeah, movie. Yeah, there's a lot something. of fallout. I mean, most of the movie is just Quite the fallout of the heist. Uh, yeah, you can't currently stream the Asphalt Jungle anywhere, but I I bought it for five bucks, and it looks like it's still on sale. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon, YouTube, iTunes, five dollars. So you know, it's it's cheap to own. Uh, I can't remember on Night in the City where I watched. Where did you watch Night in the City? It's on YouTube, actually. There's there should be like a link to on YouTube if you put in Night in the City. There's like a full uh, uh, rip of the movie so on that YouTube. That one I guess has just fallen into public domain because I've been watching. God for fucking a podcast directed by a shout out to that piece of shit mm-hmm. uh, that you shouldn't give money to. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching a lot of old movies and uh, even Dave, you know, Mister Physical Media there goes to YouTube quite a bit. Give him Google that uh, that that money, I guess those clicks, but. 
Yeah, I did it myself. Free is free. <laughs> it's weird to me that this one critically was seen as like disgusting. Uh, do you do you think it is the fact that our our lead there is you know he's not the brains like in the asphalt jungle where um, you know he seems like he has it all together. Uh, and even as a criminal, seems very respectful of the process. Like there's a right and wrong, even in that mm -hmm. world. Whereas the night in the city, this guy it seems like he'll just screw anyone over just to get himself ahead. But I, I guess that's my only way to justify why the New York Times found that disgusting. But the Asphalt Jungle was, uh, you know, was a hit and critically well received, and then became a TV show about a decade later. I, I guess you know, there's that sort of like honor amongst thieves type of thing with with Asphalt Jungle, and you've got kind of more slimy loose morals type people in uh in night in the city you've got adultery you've got people trying to essentially steal off of each other and well you know killing happens in the asphalt jungle in the name of you know greed or whatever but killing happens in night in the city sometimes just or trying to just because it's like, I don't like that guy. <laughs> I'm sick of his shit. I, I'm tired of this guy. You're right like in night in the city that's a good point. Uh there are often people you meet who could make better financial decisions to throw in with these schemes. And ultimately it just comes down to, I guess the lack of charm from our, our lead character that they're like, <laughs> ah, fuck it. I don't like him. You know, just, let's just get rid of him, chase him down and, and hunt him down. I mean, it has a, uh, both these films have really dark endings, but Extreme definitely the right. asphalt jungle has a more romantic version where it is a guy trying to, I mean, he's trying to buy back the land that his family lost. Mm. that had been his, his, family name for generations. So I think, you know, there's an end there for general audiences where like, well, <laughs> yeah, he's violent, but he's also only violent, at least from what we see to other bad people, the wrestling promoter guy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, to me, I, I disagree. I don't know who the one person is they're talking about, but I do think the, the actual wrestler, the, the father is sympathetic here because he just wants to promote his craft. That's all. That's, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's doing anything wrong. No, <clears throat> now that you mention it, at least half of the characters in the movie seem like they're pretty well and upstanding. Like his betrothed finance, uh, not fine, uh, fiance, the the other guy in the apartment, the wrestlers. I mean, even though they're <laughs> weird and trying to wrestle at midnight with nobody watching, I mean they're they're on the up and up. But really, there's it's nothing like illegal the, about the wrestling. It's just not popular no. at the time. Is sort of the, the plot. Seeing sweaty. Uh, I can see yeah, why it's not I, popular I, for sure. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't get that review. I, I, I think that's a bit harsh on the movie. Uh, yeah, it's definitely what you're saying. I, man, it gets the pacing problem in the asphalt jungle is definitely not the same. Like I was waiting for the shit to happen in night in the city. And once it does like, man, this movie goes fucking dark, like real dark. You know, the, the things that happen to, I guess, characters who seem to know what they're doing, like, like our, our, our brains of the operation, the asphalt jungle, even though he's optimistic about what they could get, there's also a lot of distrust. He, he knows that it's, you know, it's third and long or fourth and long on completing this. <laughs> uh, he thinks he has the, the team to do it, but you know, he knows that there's a chance um, that, uh, that he could either go back to jail or be killed. I don't know with the, uh, our hustler night in the city, if he ever seems considerate. Cause like you're saying, he has like the fiance, he has like regular people that he walks into that seem to like question him as far as like, eh, that seems a little dangerous. Like if, if this person or that person finds out what you're doing, uh, you know, you can find yourself in a bad way. I mean, he starts the film kind of on the run owing debts and he certainly 
throughout uh, seems to accumulate more enemies as it goes along until you you know you get to the the finale, which is just him like really like desperately trying to get away with his life, much less this wrestling <laughs> promotion. I, I, I don't know. It, it's weird to see why one and not the other. But the other thing with going back this far, 70 years, uh, is really the only things that I'm even going to see on that is probably stuff that's, that has risen above to classic status. I think that's probably the one misconception about talking about old movies is that if you are aware of it, it probably is mm-hmm. a classic. Because how much of that stuff yeah. is not available or at all anymore. You know, it, it never made it to physical media because it was just regarded as trash. I mean, now we, I don't know if you'd say we're lucky, Jared, but anything that comes out, you're going to be able to watch it. Six months down the road, mm-hmm. you'll be able to find it probably with a click of a button somewhere. And a lot of these things, not so much. So that's really out of laziness. That's why I don't really tend to go back this far. <laughs> Cause it's like, well, there was one movie that came out that month, but coming soon. That's how we'll do. That's how we'll do. things. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess that uh, that's a good point. Not, not I guess that is a good point. Don't qualify. It's an excellent point, Jared. <laughs> that's a fantastic point. Uh, if it's bad back then, given that they had like <laughs> a dozen releases a year, <laughs> there's probably a reason why that it's not able to be found anywhere. I suppose. What do we got next, Jared? Do you know what's coming? Uh, you should gone. because uh, we're going to record these back to back because it has been a few weeks and. Uh, <laughs> Don't throw the curtain back, you fool. Don't show them our process. <laughs> act, act like we have a plan. We're asking for one dollar. One whole dollar. <laughs> we, uh, Nicolas Cage movies, so, uh, I know you'll be, uh, entertained and enjoying it. Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds and the story of myself and my college friends. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> I can't wait to get into that. Oh, Groove. Yeah, 20 years. So, you know, we're jumping ahead uh, 50 years forward. Uh, so you can see that there is a linear progression in crime and heist movies from the classic Asphalt Jungle to Nicolas Cage taunting Master P in Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Much younger and slimmer, Master P. Look, cop car. Uh-huh. Long as I'm in here, you're just going to sit out there, aren't you? All right. 